Don Juan by Gordon Lord Byron. Canto five, part four. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Peter Gallagher of petergallagher.com.au And then he swore, and sighing, on he slipped a pair of trousers of flesh-coloured silk. Next with a virgin's own he was equipped, which girt a slight chemise as white as milk. But tugging on his petticoat he tripped, which, as we say, or as the Scotch say, whilk, the rhyme obliges me to this, sometimes monarchs are less imperious than rhymes, whilk, which, or what you please, was owing to his garment's novelty, and his being awkward. And yet at last he managed to get through his toilet, though no doubt a little backward. The negro barber helped a little too, when some untoward part of raiment stuck hard, and wrestling both his arms into a gown, he paused and took a survey up and down. One difficulty still remained, his hair was hardly long enough. But Barber found so many false long tresses all to spare, that soon his head was most completely crowned, after the manner then in fashion there. And this addition with such gems was bound as suited the ensemble of his toilet, while Barber made him comb his hair and oil it. And now, being femininely all arrayed, with some small aid from scissors, paint, and tweezers, he looked in almost all respect a maid, and Baba smilingly exclaimed, You see, sirs, a perfect transformation here displayed. And now then, you must come along with me, sirs, that is, the lady, clapping his hands twice, four blacks were at his elbow in a trice. You, sir, said Baba, nodding to the one, will please to accompany those gentlemen to supper, but you, worthy Christian nun, will follow me. No trifling, sir, for when I say a thing, it must at once be done. What fear you? Think you this a lion's den? Why, it is a palace, where the truly wise anticipate the prophet's paradise. You fool! I tell you, no one means you harm. So much the better, Juan said, for them, else they shall feel the weight of this my arm, which is not quite so light as you may deem. I yield thus far, but soon will break the charm, if any take me for that which I seem, so that I trust for everybody's sake, that this disguise may lead to no mistake. Blockhead, come on and see, quoth Barber, while Don Juan, turning to his comrade, who, though somewhat grieved, could scarce forbear a smile upon the metamorphosis in view. Farewell, said Juan. Should we meet no more, I wish you a good appetite. Farewell, replied the other, though it grieves me sore, when we next meet we'll have a tale to tell. We needs must follow when fate puts from shore. Keep your good name, though Eve herself once fell. Nay, quoth the maid, the sultan's self shan't carry me, unless his highness promises to marry me. And thus they parted, each by separate doors, Barber led Juan onward room by room through glittering galleries and o'er marble floors, till a gigantic portal through the gloom haughty and huge along the distance lowers, and wafted far arose a rich perfume. It seemed as though they came upon a shrine, for all was vast, still, fragrant, and divine.
The giant door was broad and bright and high, Of gilded bronze and carved in curious guise. Warriors thereon were battling furiously. Here stalks the victor, there the vanquished lies, There captives led in triumph droop the eye, And in perspective many a squadron flies. It seems the work of times before the line of Rome transplanted fell with Constantine. This massy portal stood at the wide close of a huge hall, and on it either side two little dwarfs, the least you could suppose, were sat like ugly imps, as if allied in mockery to the enormous gate which rose o'er them in almost pyramidic pride. The gate so splendid was in all its features, you never thought about those little creatures until you nearly trod on them, and then you started back in horror to survey the wondrous hideousness of those small men whose colour was not black, nor white, nor grey, but an extraneous mixture which no pen can trace, although perhaps the pencil may. They were misshapen pygmies, deaf and dumb monsters who cost no less a monstrous sum. Their duty was, for they were strong, and though they looked so little, did strong things at times, to ope this door, which they could really do, the hinges being as smooth as Roger's rhymes, and now and then, with tough strings of the bow, as is the custom of those eastern climes, to give some rebel pasha a cravat, for mutes are generally used for that. They spoke by signs, that is, not spoke at all, and looking like to incubi, they glared as Baba with his fingers made them fall to heaving back the portal folds. It scared Juan a moment, as this pair so small with shrinking serpent optics on him stared. It was as if their little looks could poison or fascinate whomere they fixed their eyes on. Before they entered, Barber paused to hint to Juan some slight lessons as his guide. "'If you could just contrive,' he said, "'to stint that somewhat manly majesty of stride, "'twould be as well. "'And though there's not much in't, "'to swing a little less from side to side, "'which has at times an aspect of the oddest. "'And also you could look a little modest. "'Twould be convenient,' for these mutes have eyes like needles which may pierce those petticoats, and if they should discover your disguise, you know how near us the deep Bosphorus floats, and you and I may chance ere morning rise to find our way to Marmara without boats, stitched up in sacks, a mode of navigation a good deal practised here upon occasion. With this encouragement he led the way into a room still nobler than the last. A rich confusion formed a disarray in such sort that the eye along it cast could hardly carry anything away. Object on object flashed so bright and fast, a dazzling mass of gems and gold and glitter magnificently mingled in a litter. Wealth had done wonders, taste not much. Such things occur in Orient palaces, and even in the more chastened domes of Western kings, of which I have also seen some six or seven, where I can't say, or gold or diamond flings great lustre. There is much to be forgiven, 
groups of bad statues, tables, chairs, and pictures, on which I cannot pause to make my strictures. In this imperial hall, at distance, lay under a canopy, and there reclined, quite in a confidential, queenly way, a lady. End of part four.